0: Welcome to the Field Talk Podcast from the Linder Farm Network. I'm your host, Dan Lemke. These are exciting but challenging times for the ethanol industry as leaders continue to battle to get permanent year-round E15 approval, as well as market access to other parts of the world. Biofuel leaders from across the U.S. are pressing for an E15 waiver, which would give motorists access to E15 during the summer. President Biden issued an emergency waiver last summer, which industry leaders say contributed heavily to record E15 sales while saving motorists nearly a dollar per gallon in some areas of the country. Troy Camp, Senior Vice President for the Renewable Fuels Association, joins the Linder Farm Network's Linda Brecky with an update.
1: Troy, we're hearing about a couple of avenues for E15 year-round. I want to get your thoughts on getting a waiver to get E15 in place for this summer, or getting legislation for E15 year-round. How how these two issues tie together, and what would be best for the ethanol industry?
2: Certainly, what would be best, Linda, for the ethanol industry would to be have would to have national legislation move forward that would just. Um uh, create a waiver for all uh, blended fuels from the RVP program, from the reed vapor pressure program, to create a waiver for all fuels E10 and above. That would mean E15 would certainly be in, in that category. Or even an E30 or an E50, if we ever get to that point, they would already be uh, subject to that waiver um, and already have it. So we don't have to go through this each and every year. Um, that would ultimately be the best solution to this issue, but that's going to be hard to have done before this summer driving season. So in order for us to get through this summer driving season, because we haven't got that federal legislation done yet, and because a court case from three years ago Uh, throughout the then-President Trump's um, executive order that allowed for E15 to be sold during the summer. We're in this kind of in-between land, and we have to figure out a way to get E15 available and to have it... able to be sold during this summer driving season. That's the purpose for now the emergency waiver request that we have sent to President Biden to say, we haven't got the legislation done yet. You had eight governors out there that had put a petition forward to make sure that at least those eight states were given the ability to sell E-15 this summer. And while it was approved, it was, um, it was, Delayed until the 2024 driving season. So even those eight states which have an approval to opt out of the RVP program will not be allowed to sell E15 in those states this summer. That would include Minnesota. Um, unless we get an emergency waiver from the president, that would cover in all likelihood the entire country. So we're in, we're in this weird situation where we're between legislation getting done. And we're in between the EPA actually getting approval for these uh, states to opt out. And in order to get through the summer 2023 driving season, we need the emergency waiver from President Biden. That's what our groups asked for yesterday. And we'll continue to uh beat that drum until it happens, hopefully before the June 1 deadline.
1: That's right. That's not that far off, is it? So. it?
2: It's not. It's not. Matter of fact, you really need to back up into May 1 because that's really the date that is uh, pretty important to terminals uh, when they start to make sure that they have whatever fuel blend ready for the for the summer. Uh, May 1 is a pretty critical uh, time frame. So We really have a couple weeks uh, for the Biden administration to make this decision to make sure that that the supply is there and that the approval for E15 this summer um, is on the books. So uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're able to get that done in the next week or two.
1: And, you know, it seems like you've really got the momentum as far as people using E15 now. It seems like more and more people are finding it and using it.
2: Well, we do, uh, and and uh, the E15 numbers from last summer were were eye popping uh, in in terms of the amount of product that was being used, the amount of stations that were adding uh, E15 at the retail locations for for consumer availability. Um, all of that driven by I, I think the cost factor, which was, you know, we saw some. Uh, pumps last summer that were offering e15 at a uh, 50 to 75 cent per gallon discount over e0 or even e10 so there was a huge price benefit to those that could find e15 so we had a lot of uh, retailers adding e15 and that's really why we do need the federal legislation to be resolved because that would add the certainty to the marketplace Uh, right now when you are putting in the infrastructure and and making those decisions as a retailer, you know, you need to have some certainty whether that product is a product you're able to sell uh, 12 months out of the year. And and so not having that right now is a little bit of a uh, throttle in terms of uh, more adoption. But once we get this done, and I believe we will, it's just – it's just one of those things with uh, passing legislation uh, in the U.S. Capitol. It's it, it's a long, arduous process, but I do believe we will get it. Once we do, that certainty will will be there for the retailers, and I think we'll see rapid adoption of E15 across the country when that happens.
1: We're hearing some news about Japan over the past couple of weeks, and Japan increasing their use of uh, renewable fuels, ethanol. What will that mean to the, for the U.S. market?
2: Well, we're pretty excited about this, Linda. You know, we have had Japan on the target list uh, for for years. We, we've had a, a good trade relationship there, but we've had some limitations in terms of the amount of U.S. ethanol that could actually get into the country. First of all, they were requiring ETBE rather than just straight ethanol. Uh, that has been changed. Uh, but but then there was a very low threshold requirement or uh, allowance for U.S. ethanol to be uh, brought in into the country. Um, we're happy to see the report. We all saw on Friday from Trade Representative Tai that there has been a breakthrough um, with Japan and that they have revised their U.S. corn ethanol carbon intensity score, and that's going to allow – for U.S. ethanol to fully access um, that that marketplace, so we are going to be able to go from up to 66% access to full 100% access um, to the Japanese market, and we think that's going to be as much as a 80 million gallon uh, increase. You know, that's really the total output from from one of our ethanol plants. So, so that is significant. Um, and we think that's probably a 150 to $200 million um, uh, impact to our uh, total exports e- each year. So um, that was very good news. It's something that many of us have been working on um, for a long time. And it's good to see one of these trade wins uh, happen. Um, and we are looking forward to increasing that market over in Japan and elsewhere in, in, in the Asia market. We're excited about where this future of ethanol goes um, as producers across this country um, work on decreasing their carbon intensity and increasing their efficiencies. More and more doors uh, from a marketing perspective are being opened, Um, and so it's a it's a, it's a challenging time at, you know, within the ethanol in industry, but it's also a very exciting time because we see um, a pretty bright future ahead of us.
0: Thanks for joining us. Find other podcasts at linderfarmnetwork.com and get up-to-date farm news and market analysis on your local LFN affiliate.